that you've come to be with us. And I believe, I believe they told me this young lady over here to my right is Jericho's mother. If you've been in Sunday school class, you've met Brother Jericho. He's quite a card. We're glad that you're in the house of the Lord today. And uh, glad that you're here. Come to worship God with us. How many enjoyed the good word of God this morning? Amen. Thank you, Brother Duplessy, for the word of God. We, uh, <clears throat> we are thankful for God's goodness and uh, His mercy and His blessings. God has been good to us. I find no fault in serving the Lord. Amen. I find no fault in serving the Lord. I find no fault in serving the Lord. He's a good God. Amen. And uh, we want to remember to pray for those who are unable to be at the house of the Lord. A lot of people out of town this week due to the holiday and long weekend. That God would protect each and every one of us this week and uh, give us a safe weekend and a good time with our families. But we want to pray especially for Brother Jerry and uh, ask the Lord to touch him. He is doing better. And uh, we're glad to see Sister Nikki able to be in the house of God today, back in her usual spot. And uh, got him moved and, and taken care of. And he's a, le- he's a little bit closer to home. And uh, so we're looking for him be back in the house of God not too many days down the road, and uh, we are thankful it's a miracle, it's just a miracle from God that Brother Jerry is still with us, and uh, we are so grateful for that, God's still a miracle working God, amen, and we want to uh, pray for Brother David, uh, Brother David, they were moving him uh, yesterday evening, and uh, so far as I know, the last I heard that he had arrived. And uh, so we are thankful for that. And there was some times in the hospital uh, that it didn't look like that he was going to be with us much longer. But we're glad for the miracle working power of God. Last time I seen him, he was sitting up talking and eating. That's two things that he really enjoys. And so we're thankful for that. God's still good to us. Got word a while ago, Sister uh, Joyce, I'm sure most of you know that... uh, came in yesterday, and she had lost her son, Mark, and uh, under the stress and sitting at the hospital for days, came in yesterday, and she was laying on the floor in her house, unable to uh, speak, and uh, got her to the hospital, and they put her immediately on a ventilator because she wasn't breathing good on her own, moved her into ICU yesterday, and uh, not knowing really what's going on. And uh, But God knows. They uh, just told me this morning about the start of service that, that uh, they had taken her off. She's breathing on her own and able to respond, so we're thankful for that. Appreciate God. Amen. Amen. A lot of people say, oh, that's a lot of trouble going on. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of it's just life. Life happens. Accidents and tragedies strike every individual. I'm just glad that I know that I have God that I can lean on. And I can count on a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. And so uh, Dwayne is doing a lot better. And uh, the surgery went well 
uh, I believe it was Thursday. My days are kind of running together, but I think it was Thursday. And uh, surgery went real well, was a success. And uh, they're doing some skin grafts now. And it uh, looks like that, that um, he will be able to keep all of his fingers and his and everything. So we are thankful for that. And uh, God is good to us. And uh, God is a great God. He's a merciful God. And thank God for protecting him. We know that it's just a miracle from God that he is able to be here. You don't normally get uh, shot by 13,800 volts and survive and keep members of your body intact. But we are glad that God has done that. Thank you for that. Matthew, remember that. You be careful. And everyone else that works with electricity, be careful. In fact, all of you that drives cars, be careful. <laughs> Let's all be careful. And uh, we need God's help and God's protection. And we are thankful for all that God has done. Since we have taken a vote and everybody has voted, I guess we'll be leaving. We are supposed to leave Friday the good Lord willing, and uh, so <clears throat> we are waiting on some different things to uh, take place to find out for sure, but we'll know for sure come Friday at 8 o'clock. If we're on the plane, we're leaving. If we're not on the plane, we're staying here, and uh, so we do appreciate that very much for what you have done for us. It is It is extremely nice, and for you that sacrificed and gave and I want you to know that we appreciate it very much. We're, uh, you didn't have to do it, and uh, you did it, and we are thankful for it. And uh, so hopefully we'll get to go and have a great time and bring back pictures to show you of what we did with the hard-earned money that you, you gave us. And um, we're thankful for all that you do and uh, appreciate it very much. So if that all goes according to plans, Brother Corcoran will be here preaching next Sunday night. Brother Duplessis will be preaching. He'll be taking his, his regular spot and routine on Wednesday night, and uh, then uh, he'll be preaching on Sunday morning. Brother Corcoran will be here the 5th on Sunday night, and Brother Townley will be here the 12th on Sunday night. So have a great church, and... Uh, be faithful to the house of God. Have a great time in the Lord. And uh, so we'll uh, look forward to, to putting your money to good use, the good Lord willing. And so I want to tell you, now when we go, that, that while we're gone, this is what they, they tell me, that I'm not saying this, I'm not grinning for a purpose or any any reason, but my phone won't be working all the time. <laughs> so when you call, I'm not just ignoring your calls. I may not be receiving your calls. So please be patient in those areas. Call Brother Duplessis, especially if it's between the hours from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Call me. If it's otherwise, call him. Give him those late-night calls. Let him, let him see what he's been missing for the past eight years. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll try our best to do what we can. And uh, <clears throat> we're, <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to uh, hope that 
Brother MacDaniel still among the living when we get back. <laughs> no, we we understand, Brother MacDaniel, and um, he 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 wants me to be here because he knows that I only know good things. Brother Duplessy knows two sides. See, I got the good sides. <laughs> so Brother Duplessy remembers him in his younger days. I remember him in his in his senior days where he's kind of mellowed out. Some of you knew him before he was so mellow. But, <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate and love Brother MacDaniel. And aren't we glad to have Brother MacDaniel a part of this church? Praise God. Praise God. A wonderful man of God. We love Brother and Sister MacDaniel. So remember those announcements. Today is a wonderful day. Today is a day... Uh, that has been set, afi- set aside to honor those who served and sacrificed their life for this great country. How many is glad to live in the United States of America? Amen. And far as I'm concerned, if you're not glad to live in the United States of America, you ought to go live somewhere else. Besides that, living in the United States of America and being able to live in the great state of Texas, God has double-blessed us. Some people may not be all excited about being American with what's going on, but all Texans are excited to be born about being able to live in Texas. As like the old saying was, that I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as quick as I could. And... uh, but now I seen a sign the other day. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but I believe it's in Chuck's Barbecue uh, about burying a Texan. Is it don't take near as big a box to bury a Texan because after they're deflated, after the air goes out, you can put them in a normal size box. But anyway, I am thankful. On a serious note, I am thankful for all those who are serving at this present time those who have served in the past, and especially those who gave the supreme sacrifice. I don't ever want to take it lightly. I don't want to ever think that things is owed to me. But I want to thank God for the men and women who have served, who have died, who have shed their blood on foreign soil and this soil. And I think I was reading something about about Memorial Day and uh, some things about how it got started. And um, I believe it all it goes all the way back, from what I understand, to after the Civil War. And they was trying to come up with some way the country was still kind of in chaos after, I believe it, how many was it, 600-and-something thousand uh, gave their lives during that war. That's what shows you when brothers start fighting against brothers. That's what happens. When families fight against family, people fight each other. One of the most, uh, I guess, the, one of the cruelest, most bloody wars that has ever been fought in our history was at that time. They were trying to come with some, some way to honor uh, both sides because there's a lot of people from e- each side, north and the south, who had gave their life. 
It was trying to come up with some way to honor them, and then it was taken on as a national holiday and then turned into what we now know as Memorial Day. A lot of people think it's a good time to have a picnic, which it is. It's a good time to go on a weekend vacation, which it is. It's just a long holiday to some who does not love and respect and honor this country and what this country stands for. But to us who knows that's got a little different opinion about it, I am thankful. I am thankful. The flag wasn't meant to be burned. The flag was meant to be raised high and fly proud. And I am thankful for all of those. Every time we put the flag up or put the flags in the yard, I <laughs> I come in this morning, Sister Michelle mentioned it, but I'd already thought about Joe O'Leary. If he was here today, he'd be sitting or he'd be standing in attention with his sailor suit on. I told him, I said, Joe, that sailor suit don't fit like it used to. I don't remember those sailors having a big bubble in the middle. But I guess that was some kind of life preserving he had going on there in case he fell overboard. But Joe was a, a, a proud American, and uh, we miss him around here. His personality was, whew, it was something else. But, but not only him. But I, I guess, Brother Bailey, is there, he's not able to be here today, but is there any, any more World War II veterans that we still have that's connected to this church that's still alive? Uh, yes, uh, Martin McKinney. And uh, I tell you what, they're almost all gone and off of the scene now. But my Lord, what a, what a, what a respect and an honor that we owe that generation. That generation. In fact, I did have something that I wanted to preach to you about uh, concerning those things today, but maybe I'll do that tonight. I felt something a little bit different. Right before I come out of the office, I was <clears throat> talking to God about the last 30 minutes that I had and, uh, in the office this morning. And I felt a little change of direction, so <clears throat> don't, don't hold me responsible for what I would preach this morning of having it all laid out and pretty and, and uh, able to do it just right. But I, I feel like the Lord would like to talk to someone's heart today just for a few minutes. I may not be very long. That's always a danger when a preacher says that because it can go on longer than he expected. But I, I, I do want to share some things with you today. I want to talk about how much, how much God really loves you. How much God really loves you. How many is thankful for the love of God today? I, I tell you, God's love is so amazing. And it's so strong. And it's so powerful. And uh, if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to John chapter number 3. And uh, this is a very, very familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to read from John chapter 3 and verse number 16. John chapter 3 and verse, praise God, praise God. Did the whole thing go dead or is it just me that went dead? I don't know what happened. There we go. There we go. We're back on again. 
I hope my message is a little livelier than the mic. John chapter 3, verse number 16. The Scripture said, For God so loved the world that He gave His, His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that He gave. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of the Lord. When we talk about the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, it's very hard to even express. It's very hard it's very hard to, to tell all the details about the love and the mercy and the grace of God. God's love is, is so great. His mercy is so deep. And His grace is so long-suffering that, that even our, our greatest imagination can not even begin to, to even fathom the the greatness of God's love. We as as humans, our, our love may be great, but our love is limited. We have, we have a very great ability to love those who love us. Can I get a witness? We have, we have a great ability to, to uh, care for those who care for us. And that's just human nature. But but you can always you can always tell. I I remember uh, something that happened a few years ago uh, in in the den of our house. There we live beside the church, and and uh, <clears throat> so we got a lot of visitors when they would people come to the church looking for help and looking for uh, food and looking for different things. And uh, so when they would come to the church and would not find anybody there, they'd come to our house and they'd knock on our door because that was the closest house to the church. And, and uh, so one, one afternoon we were all sitting in the den and an, an older gentleman came in or come and he knocked on the door. Well, you could tell when he started staggering up to the door that, that uh, he was... He was uh, very much under the influence, and uh, it wasn't the Holy Ghost either. And uh, so he came to the door, and he was knocking on the door, and uh, my daddy let him in and began to talk to him. And and uh, you know, some people when they get intoxicated, they really get to falling in love with Jesus. They some people love everybody, and some people hate everybody. I don't know how it works on people like that, but. But some people, it makes them fall in love with everyone. Some people, it makes them want to fight everybody. But this guy, it was working on him in a way that made him want to love Jesus. And so he was searching out the Lord, and he was looking for God. So he was wanting everybody to pray for him. Well, you know, you feel sorry for somebody like that. He doesn't have anything. He's looking for happiness and joy and peace in all the wrong places. So my brother-in-law, not this brother-in-law, but another brother-in-law. I don't know if Mickey was there or not, but but uh, Billy was there, and and uh, it kind of touched his heart. Now he's he's kind of rough and tough, and and like to be on the rough side of life. 
and it kind of touched his heart, and he got around, and he was crying and praying for the man, you know, and we was all praying for him, and the guy, he was he was a praying, well, uh, my brother-in-law got a little too close, and I guess kind of invaded his face, and so this guy turned from loving God and loving to everybody to wanting to fight, and uh, so uh, he, he told he told my now this is a small guy my brother-in-law's a big guy and um, he was one that if you wanted to if you wanted to pray he'd pray if you wanted to fight he'd be glad to do that too so he can move in either directions the Lord would move on him in different different ways and so this guy kind of used a little bit of foul language and told him that he is gonna he is gonna hit him or something well immediately for. My brother-in-law, his love changed from, I tell you what, if you want to do that, I'm ready for that too. And uh, that, that, is, that is the way that human nature is. That's just, that's just us. It's hard, it's hard to love those who despitefully use you. Can I get a witness? You ever tried it lately? <laughs> like one guy, he was preaching. He said, "I want to tell you, folks. Now, lying's the hardest thing I've ever, I've ever tried to quit doing." And everybody kind of got quiet. He said, "Was well, any of you ever tried to quit?" <laughs> but, but there is that—that that is our human nature. That that we just we we love those who love us. But when somebody does us wrong, automatically our our feelings change toward them. Somebody can be the greatest guy in the world. Let them say something about you, and they turn from a great guy to a bad guy. Amen. But, but that's just human nature. But that is not the nature of God. God's nature is no matter what you have done, no matter where you have been, no matter what you have said about God, Amen. There has, there has been those who have used God's name in vain. There has been those who cursed Him, those who said bad things about Him. But God's love still remains. The Scripture says that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. What does that mean? That means that he went to Calvary. That the sacrifice, that precious lamb, that spotless lamb, that sinless lamb, that blameless lamb went to Calvary and was sacrificed on Calvary's cross where you and I could come into the house of God this morning when we're unworthy, when we're undeserving, when we're not getting what we deserve and still lift up our hands that are holy hands because we have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. The love of God passeth all understanding. You say, how can God love me knowing what I have done, knowing the mistakes that I have made, Knowing the places that I've been, knowing the decisions that I have made, how can God love me? I can't explain it to you today, but I can tell you that He still loves you. 
But I have failed, but he still loves you. I have come up short, but he still loves you. I have made mistakes, but he still loves you. He still went to Calvary for you. There was those there that day at the crucifixion of Christ that were mocking him, that were spitting upon him, that were crying out, crucify him, that were saying, take him up Calvary's hill. But still, he laid on the cross willingly and gave his life and sacrificed his life. He said, I am doing this for you. Those Roman soldiers that was driving the nails in his hands, those people that were placing the crown of thorns on his head, the ones who were tying him to the whipping post and making blood come from his precious body, he was doing it where they would have an opportunity, amen, to come into the holiest of holies, where they would have an opportunity, amen, to come before God and say, I'm sorry for my sins, for my transgressions, for my shortcomings. I come to tell you today that no matter what you have done, God loves you. No matter where you have been, God loves you. No matter what you're facing right now that the devil tells you, You are unworthy and unholy. I come to tell you today that God has allowed you to be in his house because he's saying, hey, I want you to know that I love you. The Bible says, I don't know, I'm not quoting this scripture correctly, but it says something like this. For a righteous man, Some would dare to die. Amen. For a good man, some would be willing or something like that. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What's that saying? While we did not love Him, when we did not acknowledge Him, when we did not care for Him, Christ still loved us. He still went to Calvary. You say, preacher, does He love me when He knows what I've done, when He knows where I've been, when He knows what I've said? I'm telling you today that God loves you, and He wants to pick you up with His great hands, and He wants to hold you close to Him. And he wants to tell you how much that he loves you. The devil would tell you, no, God can't love me. But I want to tell you, the Bible says he can love you. The devil would say, no, he don't care for you. But I tell you what the Bible says. He cares for each and every one of us. I can tell you today that He loves you just as much as He loves me. And I know He loves me. Amen. He loves you and He wants to give you what He gave me. 
What's that? I want to tell you today, if you've never repented of your sins, if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, if you've never been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, He loves you so much, He wants to say, Here, what I've given them, I can give you. What I've done for them, I can do for you. Amen. The Bible tells us that we were some sinners, some drug addicts, amen, some alcoholics, some bound by the things of this world. But what has made the difference is the washing of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I come to tell you today, he can do the very same thing for you. He can pick you up out of the miry clay. He can place you on a rock to stay. He can change your life. He can make a difference in your life. My God is able and he's wanting to help you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If they come to the music, I'm just about ready to quit this morning. While we were yet sinners. While we were yet sinners. Sin separates us from God. It always has since the very beginning of time. And it always will. But there is something that is absolutely no match that that sin cannot come against. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ. When When Nicodemus came to Jesus, he said, now we know you're a master. We know that you're a teacher. We know that you're a prophet sent from God. But Jesus looked at him and he said, Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto you that ye must be born again. Nicodemus looked at Christ and he said, how can a man be born when he is old? Does he enter into his mother's womb the second time? These things are not possible. He said, no, Nicodemus, you're thinking about carnal things, but this is a spiritual thing. You must be born again of water and of the Spirit. And that's what we have in Acts chapter 2. They asked, the apostle Peter said, what shall we do? And he said, first, you must repent. Amen. That's dying out to the old man. That's asking God to forgive you for your faults and for your failures. Because you see, no matter how much God loves you, no matter how much God wants to save you, no matter how much God wants to cleanse you, He cannot do it until you ask Him to forgive you. He still loves you. But the love of God is none effect in your life until you ask Him for His mercy and His forgiveness. And then He said, after you repent, you must be baptized. See, what happens is the old man dies at repentance. What do you do with that old man? You bury that old man in a watery grave, calling 
on the name of Jesus. That's the importance of water baptism in the name of Jesus. That when you go down, you must go down in the name of Jesus because that's what the Bible preaches. That's what the Bible teaches us to do. So we bury you in a watery grave in the name of Jesus. And when you come out, you are filled with the Spirit of God, the presence of God, the Holy Ghost. And that is that new man that comes to dwell on the inside of you. Amen. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you act. Amen. Because the Spirit of God now is not just on the outside, but it's on the inside. I want to tell you the Holy Ghost is something that I cannot explain how great it is. But I know in the house of God we've got some satisfied customers. You came too late to tell me that God is not real. You came too late to tell me that the Holy Ghost is not real. I know about the love of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you rise up, you walk in the newness of life. The love of God, the love of God, the love of God, while we were yet sinners. When you were born, He knew who you were. Long before you were born, He went to Calvary for you. You say, oh, my life is a mess. My life is a wreck. I've ruined my life. I got problems in my life. I'd like the church just to pray with me. I I feel like God's trying to talk to someone's heart today. I've made so many bad decisions in my life. But I come to tell you about a God that wants to help you right now. I come to tell you today about a God that wants to pick you up. Hold you in his arms and let you know I love you. I care about you. I want to help you. I want to do a work in your life. What I want to ask you today would you stand and reject the love of God? Say, No, God, I thank you for loving me, but no thank you anyway. I've got too many problems that can't be fixed. I've made too many mistakes. I've done too much, God, and I, I, can't, I can't get out of this situation that I'm in. I want to tell you today, if you just put it in the hands of God, if you'll just say, here, God, I lay it to you. I give it to you. It's in your hands. You take me. then you would find out what the love of Jesus is all about. You've heard about it. You've heard people testify about it. You've heard people talk about it. You've heard people try to explain it. But then you can say, if anybody knows about the love of Jesus, I know about the love of Jesus.
You look at saints today sitting in the house of God and say, Oh, all the perfect people, all the righteous people, all the holy people, they come to church. But the Bible reminds us that such were some of you. But you have been washed. The only difference is we've accepted the love of God, the grace of God, and the mercy of God, the holiness of God. And said, God, I want to give my life to you. If you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, as we all stand today, I want every head bowed, every eye closed. I want every saint of God reaching out to the Lord right now. Shaking the preacher's hand will not save you. You can shake my hand till your arm falls off or my arm falls off, whichever one comes first. You can recite the sinner's prayer until you run out of breath. But I want to tell you what will make a difference in your life. Is true repentance to God, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That is the New Testament plan of salvation. You could get that today and walk out a different person than what you came in. If you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, I wonder... you just step out from where you're standing or sitting right now and make your way to this altar and say, God, I, I just want to love you back, God. I'm thankful that you love me and I want to show you that I love you. I'm thankful for your love, God. I need your love. I want your love. I want your mercy. Preacher, you don't understand. No, I may not understand, but God understands. You just don't know. I may not know. I don't even need to know, but God knows. And God hasn't brought you to this place for no reason today. But God's brought you for a purpose. God has a plan in your life. God has a reason why you're here today. If you would just help me pray just a moment, church. Lift up your voice. I'm going to tarry right here for a minute. Somebody lift up your voice. Could I get a prayer warrior to reach out to God right now? Could I get a saint of God that knows about the love of God? God's trying to help someone in this house right now. God's reaching for somebody. Come on, backslider. Come on, wayward child. Come on, young person. Come on, lift up your voice. Don't stop now. The Holy Ghost is in the house. The love of God is in this place right now. The mercy of God is in this place. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Somebody pray with me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. These altars is open today. These altars is open today. I'm not worthy. No. But the blood of Christ makes us worthy. 
I don't deserve it. No, we deserve damnation. But the love of God says, no, I'm going to make a way. There is a way of escape from your troubles today, your sin problem today. It's at an altar. Come on, church, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice right now. Pray with me just a moment, just a moment longer. Would you come today? Would you come today? Would you come today? Just step out. Show God. I mean business, God. I love you. I want a change in my life. I'm thankful for your love. I'm thankful for Calvary. I'm thankful for the sacrifice. Would you come? Hallelujah. As a church comes today, gather around this altar. Find somebody to pray with. Would you come with the church right now? Would you step out and say, here I am, God. Here I am, God. Come on. Come on. Let God work for you today. Let God put his arms around you today. Let God show you his mercy and his grace today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. Hallelujah. 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 God, we're depending on you. God, we need you today. We need you today. We need you today. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for your mercy, God. 